Uh-oh. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. <laughs> dude, I got some fucking banana bread at work today, dude. Hell yeah. My mom told me if I wait for things, like, good things will happen to me, dude. And fucking, I waited for some things and I got some banana bread at work today, dude. Hell yeah. So it just goes to show that waiting for things is, like, worth it. But there's a lot of bad things in this world, dude. Like fucking skunks, dude. Hell no. Scratching your eye, but it's still fucking itchy, dude. Hell no. The fucking cubs, dude. Hell no. Like getting paid not a lot of money, dude, for fucking working. Hell no. But banana bread, I fucking work, dude. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah, banana bread, bro. How fucking work, dude. He has won all three of the extreme challenges, pushing his physical and mental strength to the max and making himself today's final contestant. If he completes this final extreme challenge, he will win the grand prize of $1 million. So, are you ready for your final extreme challenge? I got through those buckets of beetles, I'm not backing out now. Is, is that my laundry? Your last extreme challenge for $1 million is to fold and put away your laundry. What if I just leave it and take what I need out of it each day as no, I No, you have to put it away in drawers. Look, it's been a really long day and I just want to scroll on my phone. Are you backing out of the challenge? No, I'm... Can I just do it tomorrow? No, the basket of laundry has already been in your room for a week. I promise I'll do it tomorrow. I really mean that. You have five hours to fold and put away the basket of laundry. Your time I, starts now. I give up. Dad, we did something very bad. Did you wreck the car? No. Did you raise the dead? Yes. But the car's okay. Uh-huh. All right, then. Would you rather one night with us or a year's supply of the sandwich? How you doing, sweetheart? First things first, you broads got some solid racks, and I respect it, all right? <laughs> but you're asking me if I want 365 days of the best pastrami sandwich New York City has to offer or one night of your roast beef. Listen, sweetheart, I'm a numbers <laughs> guy, so let's run the numbers on this. Count for inflation, so $20 per sandwich from Cat's Deli, all right? 365 days in the year, it's going to run you $7,300 worth of pastrami sandwiches, all right, cuz? Is one night with these two broads were $7,300, $3,650 for each broad, cuz. I didn't fucking think so, so <laughs> say it with me, cuz. Get the fuck out of here, you crazy broads. I'm going with the pastrami sandwich all day, every day, cuz. should change the lyrics to oh my god john drop it it doesn't make sense man there's only seven days in a week john what you're asking is too many days it's just a metaphor lads you've broken ringo we're gonna have to get a new drummer again how many days of the week are there it's just eight days a week lads we can manage it you're not thinking john that's one extra day a week that's four extra days a month john that's 48 extra days of love a year that you've promised to the lovely lady it's physically impossible to deliver john you're leaving the time for yourself john it's too many days look what you've done to ringo come on lads we 
can do anything. We're the big, 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 big boys. Time is relative, John, but when you muck about with it, you can tear the hole right through reality. And the Beatles will not be responsible for another divergence in the space-time continuum. Well, have you already forgotten about yesterday, John? Yo, why is he looking at me like that? What's up, little bud? Got a staring problem, pal? Like what, dude? He's just looking at you. He's a baby. He's just Look at his face. Dumb little face. Stop. Yo, Zan, get your boy, dog. Hey. <laughs> Hello. Hey, how you doing today? Really good. Thanks for asking. I didn't really want to ask you that, but I had to. I'm not even going to ask you how your day is. I hate this guy already. I bet this guy fucking hates me, but fuck him. I don't care. Well, can I get started for you? I don't really know. I don't really know. You've got some nerve to just come the fuck up here and not know what the you want to order. I'm just gonna take my time and stew so this guy has to stare at my face. You know, I don't really know. What's your favorite thing to eat? Hands down, egg sandwich. Because it's easy to make. I just want to make easy things. I'll take the tacos. Not that he hates making the fucking tacos. Well, fuck him. I don't care. Alright, tacos it is. I fucking hate making the tacos. The tacos are the hardest thing to make on the fucking menu. Actually, can I make some minor modifications? Modify? Oh yeah, sure. You make my blood boil. I hate you so fucking much right now. Ooh, this guy hates me so fucking much right now. Like, make the cheese into the eggs, but only like one egg. The other two eggs, no cheese, because I'm technically lactose intolerant, but I deal with it kind of. You're the reason I don't want to wake up in the morning. I'm sorry to be difficult, man. I'm not fucking sorry. I love being difficult. All right, that'll be $8. Thanks, man. I only got a 10, but... You better fucking tip me, you fucker. You better tip me right now. This guy thinks I'm gonna tip him. I'm not gonna tip him. Tip him for what? Here's a tip. Fuck you. When you're trying to sleep and you hear the beeps of soap and suds, but the sounds of washing hands were not preceded by a flush. Cut and confuse the order they choose, the questions they've created. You can rest assured the things you've heard your roommate. Masturbating! <laughs> Good for them. Let me ask you something. When you come in on Monday and you're not feeling real well, does anyone ever say to you, sounds like someone has a case of the Mondays? No. No, man. Shit, no, man. I believe you get your ass kicked saying something like that, man. Comment on our Instagram at Foo Bar Show. That's F double O Bar Show. And we'll foo it up like a couple of foos. Ain't that right, Steph? That's right. Steph, today's show is going to be a good one. You want to know why? Why? Because today we're joined by someone who skillfully blends the realms of rap and video game music, going by the name of Mode 7. Say what's up, man. Oh, it's time for me now. Yeah, what's up, Anthony? How you doing? I'm doing great. We'll give you one of these here. Welcome. I'm glad we have we've been able to pack a lot of people into this little studio. <laughs> you know, it's not easy. 
But uh, the fact that we even got more than just us in this room is incredible. Um, well, let me just say a few other things. When he's out there DJing events as DJ Gino Boost, and he's also the founder of uh, Game Music for All, he adds a distinctive touch to the scene of video game music. So, Anthony, we're going to talk a lot about that, but we haven't done, uh, well, let me just point something out. We haven't done a podcast in over a month. Yeah, it's been quite some time. Uh, because you've been going to school, Steph. Uh, so um, explain yourself. Like, what the fuck's been going on here? What's school? Uh, oh, I'm in a physical therapy assistant program. So it's just been nonstop, you know, cramming all the anatomy and... No! Yeah. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> for the last, uh, what is it, like now a month and a half? We've had a lot of things go down. We're probably not going to touch on all of it this episode because we've got we've got Anthony here, right? Um, Anthony and I go pretty pretty far back, down, you know, back to the high school days, and um, but just a couple of things to look forward to because I do believe we will be able to do a podcast next week. Yeah, for our listeners, you can you can count on that. Um, we went to when we were young fest. We went to Punk in the Park. Yes. What else did we do? We saw Auntie Donna. We saw Auntie Donna at the Ricardo Montalban Theater in L.A. Yep. Uh, I am no longer in the Fallen Electric. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> um, amongst other things. Yeah. Amongst other things. And so I think that, you know, we'll, we'll tease it for the next episode. We'll get into all of that. Unless we get some other cool, you know, guest to come on within a week. Um, But uh, we'll we'll get started here, man. Uh, Anthony. Real quick, though, like, Uh, what what were your your favorite uh, artists to see at when we were young fest? Well, you know, I wanted to see the pop, the pop punks trifecta. The, you know, uh, Green Day, Offspring, Blink-182. At least when I was growing up, those were the three pop punk guys, you know, um, to me. Uh, some people would disagree, but that's just from my perspective because they all encompass the same type of vibe when I was growing up. I mean, you had what? Dookie, Enema of the State, and Americana come out within the same, what, couple of years? 1994. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So 1994, I was, what? How old was I? I was like... You were eight. I was like seven or eight. And my cousin's... Uh, were the ones buying those albums. Uh, some had it on cassettes, some had it on CDs. Nonetheless, I was listening to that shit. And, um, and that, that, I think, uh, was huge in my upbringing when it came to loving music. But I did really, really enjoy Michelle Branch. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that one. Uh, we walked in um, checking out what, something corporate. Something Corporate was the first band that we saw on the way in because mm. we were trying to figure out how to get in there. It took forever to get in. The, nobody was managing the lines. We had GA+. Plus. Everybody in the GA was trying to get in the GA+, plus and blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. Um, Something Corporate put on a good show. And then at that point after that, we split because I wanted to see Newfound Glory. Yeah. And I'm like, nah, fam. <laughs> Whatever. Well, not when Michelle Branch is on. Uh, yeah. I'm here for the punk rock, so when Michelle Branch is in town. <laughs> 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 uh, 
She's cool. (laughs) (laughs) No, come on. She's got some bops. Yeah, she does. She's got bops. She does, but you know, New Found Glory holds a special place in my heart over Michelle Branch. So I just I had to choose. Uh, newfound glory our marriage was on the line that day we split <laughs> it, it was like a no-brainer like this is not happening so if there wasn't a band later to bring you two back together it might have ended right there i mean if nothing Problem. else green day would have done it and that was yeah. like the last one of the night so yeah um but we saw i mean after michelle branch there was all time low they brought out no i'm sorry some 41 prior to that uh, which was like this no, is their it last was, tour. It was All Time Low, and they brought out Avril Lavigne. No, but uh, Sum Forty One was came out before All Time Low that day. No, they came out after. I beg to differ. Really? Yeah. I don't know. At that point, I had like drank like three beatboxes, and I was Dude, like, oh. "Have you had those beatboxes? <laughs> I have you had a beatbox? I can say I have. <laughs> yeah, eleven point one percent." to uh you know by volume yeah we had like three of them each and they fucked us up pretty hard i mean i don't drink as much as i used to uh and you just don't drink i yeah i don't drink much anymore to begin with and so we were we were pretty tossed i hadn't seen you that drunk in a long time it was it was very amusing it was hilarious (laughs) very amusing at the point where i started to get tired was uh during simple plan and all i wanted to do was hear the scooby-doo song that they play <laughs> but i was like so shit-faced i was like i need to sit down i don't feel good <laughs> i posted i posted a, a compilation kind of music video-esque of our experience there yeah if, if any of you have seen that out there there's this uh there's a still shot of steph with like her head in her hands that was that time <laughs> that was like that was the simple plan time i um w- after i took that picture i i'm just like stay here I'm going to go get some ice cream. <laughs> and then I, I just like left her there for like a solid, what, 20 to 25 minutes. Probably. And, uh, you know, I stood while I was in line uh, for some ice cream. Uh, 30 Seconds to Mars was playing. So I, I caught, you know, some some Jared Leto on the side there. But uh, it was fun. It's funny. Like during that time where like I was just alone, some guy came up to me. And he's just like, are you OK? And then I think I really tried to sober up at that point, And I. Yeah. I remember saying, yeah, I'm just waiting for my husband. But I don't think it came out that way. I think it came out like very slurred, like, my husband. And then he's like, cool. And then like he pat me on my back and then he just kept walking. <laughs> yeah. Everybody was super cool there. Yeah. Um, it's pretty chill. Yeah. Anyway, Anthony, what's up? Uh, nothing. Just making music, uh, watching too much anime. Instead of watching... No such thing as too much anime, <laughs> oh, sir. I watch anime, and I beg to defer. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, would you, uh, what would you consider too much? Um, when you're watching shows that you don't actually like, <laughs> but you still... <laughs> you hate watching at some point, or what? Well, it's interesting the way anime is set up, because unlike... You know, it's like a new season of TV. We don't really get that anymore here because yeah. we have streaming services, right. you know? Yeah. Um, so basically every like 12 weeks is a new anime season. And then it's kind of like a gauntlet. Like what? I'm going to watch the first episode of a bunch of terrible shows. <laughs> <laughs> but two or three of them are going to have like a hook yeah. in the first okay. episode, right? Yeah. That are like, okay, I'll watch the next episode. <laughs> and then like they slowly drop like flies. It's like a... 
it's like a tournament kind of and like the only the good shows come to the top okay but at the beginning of the season you don't know what's gonna happen yeah it's it's a mess <laughs> we just finished uh, as many people did and I, i'll ask you if you saw the last episode of attack on titan no <laughs> okay are you are, do you watch attack on titan i haven't watched it since i think the second season you're a smart man wow. i'll tell you why because they've <laughs> fucked with us for the last what couple of years oh my god with this final season yeah i thought the final season happened like two years ago at, at no. least at least or the beginning of because the there season? was a there was a final season or as i like to call the finaru season mm-hmm. uh uh like part one and then there was like, uh, oh, this is not the this is not the last you've heard of the final season. There was like another season's worth of this final season, and then you had to wait for the last episode, like a, what a year and a half for that one? Yeah, or it's no, ridiculous. no, 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 uh, nine months. Oh yeah, it was nine months. Yeah, and then felt like a year and a half. <laughs> and then it just came out. Came out uh, about a week ago. And uh, and that that last episode was really three episodes because it was like a ninety minute thing. Oh, so it's kind of like a f- movie finale. Like a movie finale. Yeah. But goddamn, dude, don't call it a final season. I mean, how many times does like Kiss have to break up? You know, <laughs> it's one of those things. <laughs> it's the final farewell tour. Yeah, the farewell season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for fuck's sake, like just all right. Anyway, but yeah, they were dicking us around for a while. <laughs> But uh, I'm pretty happy with. I mean, I don't. I didn't read the manga, but uh, I'm, I'm told it's just like the manga. I compared notes with some of my coworkers who did read it, and they said, "Oh, it's the same thing," because they're not watching the anime anymore at this point. Yeah. I, so I, I just like I just recapped the last episode or movie, whatever, and they're just like, "Yep, yeah, that's pretty much what happens." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Well, then I don't have to read it anymore. You never would. Yeah, I never would. <laughs> anyway. So what Sweet. animes are you watching right uh, now? I think the biggest one, of course, is uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh, I don't know if you yeah. guys are watching that one. No, it's, it, it's on my list. Yeah, this new season, because uh, they had the first season about two years ago, and uh, their seasons are 24 episodes. Mm. And so the first season was like really good it's like a good mixture of your uh what is it like shonen anime mm-hmm. with like you know battles and all that yeah but like with a lot of like horror elements it's like feels like very adult in that way like there's like a lot of horror to the, yeah. the kind of enemies they fight okay um and now the second season they've really like cranked it up a notch like if you like the first season the second season like it really feels like one of those shows where it's like all bets are off Mm -hmm. this season kind of (gasps) Mm -hmm. like like the threats are like so like not well yeah big but also so varied that you can't really like anyone could come out on top of like these battles and stuff yeah so it's like been a really fascinating season and it's kind of like the same as attack on titan not nearly as bad but they kind of broke it up too like they had the first six episodes of the season Mm -hmm. and then there were like some recap episodes before like the second half of the season really got things going. Okay. But a lot of, like but like yeah, so there's like a lot of background in the first half of this season, but like it all really starting to tie together at this point. Okay. I think there's like maybe six or seven more episodes for this season. Mhm. Nice. But yeah, if you like your you, you know, your typical battle anime like uh Dragon Ball Z and all and One Piece and Naruto, yeah. this really like this is for the people that grew up with that. It's like really feels like an adult 
not more adult because I don't want to say those ones were childish, mm -hmm. but like something more sensible, like more a little more rated R mm -hmm. for people with those sensibilities. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun for the elder millennials. Yeah. Have you, Have you ever <laughs> seen uh, Yu Yu Hakusho? Oh yeah, that's yeah. probably one of my top favorites. Would you say it's similar to that? I think so because I actually went back to watch Yu Yu Hakusho with uh, my niece uh, maybe a year or two ago, and I was surprised looking back like how like dark that show is like especially yeah. around the beginning when Yusuke like gets hit by the car. Yeah, he dies immediately. <laughs> yeah, but I like the way they play like the way they play all of it mm -hmm. is like very very like deep and serious like the way everyone handles his uh his death yeah. in the beginning episodes is mm -hmm. like really stark like yeah. compared to like like really light-hearted ways the animes start these days. Yeah. yeah. And I like that I like that take. Um so it kind of brings like the adult audience um into the animes a little bit more. Okay. Yeah. 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 There you have it. You haven't seen any of this, have no. you? No. And I have access to all of this. <laughs> like, I can readily just start watching because we, uh, I, um, I pay a dude that I know for access to his server um, uh, through the Plex app. And uh, I, c I could watch all of this, but I just don't because I'm busy. You re he's really only watching anime if it's on because I'm watching it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like Demon Slayer. I, I enjoy what I see. Yeah. It's just out of context because I've missed, you know, big chunks of what's going on. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, um, I mean, one of the first animes I remember you really being into was FLCL. Oh, yeah. Back in the day, you even had a, you even had a zip up with FLCL on it. <laughs> back in high school and that's where we met uh we met um when i was a freshman you were a sophomore at nogales high here in la puente not here in la puente but over there in la puente um and through the wrestling team oh yeah yeah and we connected for uh from our love of music we we liked a lot of the same stuff like you know at the drive-in rage against the machine at that time audio slave was coming out we listened to a lot of that um, and then uh, one thing I've mentioned you quite a few times on this podcast throughout the years, Anthony. Oh, thank because you. Because we've, um, uh, you know, you, you were the first bassist of the first band I was ever in. We were in a band called Hamahoy. And can you explain to the audience what Hamahoy is? It was a band that I named just through sheer uh, pushiness, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> It was it's pork rinds. It's a brand of pork rinds from The Simpsons. A very obscure reference of the episode of when Homer gets fat and he's just reaching for shit in the in the supermarket. One of those things, and it only comes out for like a split second, is uh, a ha like this 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 jar of pork rinds and a pig yelling out Hamahoy. <laughs> and you know, funny enough, if you go to Universal Studios Hollywood, if you go to the Quickie Mart. One of the things in the in the window is Hamahoy. And you know, of all the things you could have put on the window at the Quickie Mart, you know, in Universal Studios Hollywood, it's right there. Our band's influence continues through the <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Dude, they're, they're missing a golden opportunity for them to actually sell the chips. I know. Hamahoy. I know. It's just pork rinds, it's for just, fuck's sake. It's just like the comic shop is not real. At Universal Studios, yeah. they can literally 
The so comics, all the Simpsons, Simpsons comics, comics could be sold. Radioactive Man comics, like they—that's a missed opportunity mm-hmm. for sure. Universal, if you're listening to you're this, fucking up, make it happen. You're fucking up. Get your shit together. Get it together. <laughs> <For> fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, let's see what else happened in high school. That's about it. No, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, after high school, you know, because of our love of Rage Against the Machine, another story that I've told, and I've recently told on another podcast last week, because I was on um, the Fun Never Ends podcast with Nelson. I, yeah. I, I still like to call it the Fun Never Ends with Nelson and Friends podcast. He doesn't like to call it that anymore. <sighs> but That was a good title. I know. The fuck, Nelson? Um, anyway, uh, you, you'll hear the story of how I'm no longer in the uh, Fallen Electric if you listen to that podcast, by the way. So I'm just directing traffic over there. Find it in all the spaces where fine podcasts are listened to. Um, it, uh, uh, I, I like to tell the story of when you and I met uh, Zach De La Rocha at the LA Natural History Museum back in like, what, 2007, nine. Yeah, 2007, I think. Seven. Because we were out of high school already. Yes. and But not too long after that, mm-hmm. because I still had my first uh, truck. And uh, yeah, that was a very surreal experience. It was interesting. I mean, I, I we didn't. We didn't have a photo op with him. At least we were. We tried, but his these handler were, to, took him away. Yeah, these were the flip phone days too. Yeah, yeah. So it would have been a really shitty picture, nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> but um, now you tell me if I'm if I'm skewing the truth here. But the way I remember it was, and I've told this on the pod before, where you know we got there really early, and and it was thank you anxiety. I know. <laughs> And, well, because of traffic, we didn't know what to expect. We wanted yeah. to get there on this time. This was like one of the first times, because we live out in the suburbs out here in uh, Los Gabriel Angeles Valley. County. Yep. Uh, so, like going in, we were going into town, going into Los Angeles City yeah. for this show. Google and, Maps, Apple Maps, yeah. like nobody was going to give us an ETA. Yeah. All we had was MapQuest, this print was, it out. Yeah, this was print the days of printing a sheet of paper. <laughs> right. And needing like a wingman to look at it while you drive down these one-way streets in downtown Los Angeles. I hate one-way streets. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So we got there like, man, like three hours early. <laughs> it was really early. <laughs> and it was supposed to be Zach Rocha playing with, and, and thank you for t- even knowing about this. You're the one who like texted me saying, you know, Zach Rocha is playing at the LA Natural History Museum with like a Mexican folk band. Um, which is weird, but hey, you know, we'll, we'll take it. Yeah, another throwback. I heard about this on the Rage Against the Machine forums on yeah. the internet. Wow. Damn. <laughs> I remember forums. Yeah. People uh, still use those? They used to yeah, use them. It's, it's called, called Reddit now. Oh, I thought it was called oh, uh, yeah. Discord. <laughs> There's that too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Discord. But uh, so we get there and we're like, well, let's go look at some fucking bones, some dinosaur <laughs> bones while we're at it. But um, as we're approaching the museum, we see a guy. Now, at this point, the last image of Zach that we've ever seen was him with his long ass dreads, you know, from that last concert that they had at the Olympic Auditorium. Yeah. Um, And uh, we get there and I see a guy smoking a cigarette, leaning on like a ledge um, towards like one of the rear entrances of the museum. And but he had a fro. And I didn't know what to make of it, but the guy looked very familiar. And um, and I just remember like nudging you going, hey, 
and you instantly got the same vibe and you're like is that is that so we start walking a little closer and he notices that we're noticing him and he kind of just does this like net like this nod to us it's like what's up and we're like, what's that? And we talked to him for what? It feels like we talked to him for five minutes. It probably was only, what, 45 seconds. And what we were asking him about, you know, where what he's been up to. He's been in South America at that point. Do you remember? Yeah, like the specific, like, details of the conversation are, like, lost on me. It's just, yeah. like, the mood. Like, I, f- I remember that we were waiting out there first before he came out. Like, I thought he really? had come out to, like, smoke a cigarette. While we were like waiting outside, yeah, because I remember it as like we we were at like one of the entrances to the museum, Uh but like they hadn't opened the museum yet because we were there so early. Mm -hmm. And there was me, you, and there was another guy. I assume was like a Mexican guy. It was like a dark skinned guy and his uh, girl with him. I assume was his girlfriend. Okay, and we were all hanging out there, and then. Uh, Zach comes out to smoke a cigarette, but like you know, no one's really thinking about it. Just like some employee at the yeah <laughs> at the history museum or something. Right. But then like yeah, you nudge me, and then we look at each other, and then I remember looking at the guy across from us, and he like had the same like he had the same vibe, too. right? Like oh <laughs> shit, is that what we think it is? And and one of the main- so we're all like internally like fanboying out. <laughs> <laughs> like and trying to be cool, right. but like we're all like with our eye contact, we all know. <laughs> but um, we we approach him, um, and the other guy across. I remember that guy and his girl going. Like I'm sure he regrets it to this day of not not joining us and talking to him. But we got a few seconds with Zach. After a while, um, you know, his handler comes out saying, "Hey, we got to go get start getting ready." And we're like, can we get a picture? He's like, I, I'm, I'm being taken away, guys. I'm sorry. And then he, and then he leaves. Um, but that was awesome. And then we finally see him play like three or four hours later. So that was an, an experience we'll never have evidence of. <laughs> yeah, those are the. But as long as we can corro- corroborate our stories, yeah, then <laughs> yeah, then it's that. all right. I have witnesses. <laughs> One witness. <laughs> And that guy who will never know who it is, <laughs> but uh, that was cool. And then, uh, and then I saw him at Coachella, not far um, long after that, for yeah, the reunion. We went to Rock the Bells together, didn't we? Yeah, we. Uh, that was oh nine, right? I think that was oh eight or oh nine. Oh eight or oh nine, and then uh, and then there was Rise. Uh, LA Rising at the Coliseum. Were you there for that? Yeah. The only time I've seen them is at Rock the Rock Bells. The Bells. We got tear gassed. Yeah, that's that's my favorite part of the town. <laughs> that's <laughs> your favorite part. How are you gonna How are you gonna say I saw Rage Against the Machine and I got tear gassed? That's that's the story. <laughs> that is. It is. Well, we got tear. No, we didn't specifically. But uh, the there uh, was tear gas in the air that there night. was when people were from the uh, further areas yeah, were like jumping the, the fence, like the garden area way, way back. Yeah, they, they were like jumping fence. it. And so like cops couldn't keep them uh, where they were. And they started just launching tear gas, trying to oh, get people shit. back. And of course, you know, that spreads throughout the entire area. So at a certain point, everybody had like. Everybody was crying. Were you feeling it? <laughs> oh, yeah. You felt it? You were that yeah. close, huh? Um, well, like, we when it pit. hit me, like, the show had already ended. Everyone was oh, leaving. Yeah. But we had to go, like, up and out towards, like, that gate that they had knocked down and got tear gassed over. 
like we everyone was like slowly slowly like making their way towards the exit and that's when like you know like 10 people in front of you someone starts coughing and then like you start like oh this doesn't feel good yeah yeah it sucks <laughs> can't imagine like somebody getting a direct hit of that shit like that's wow. got that's got that's got to ruin your day hell yeah in some way <laughs> but um anyway since then um I've been going to a couple of your bat. We're talking still like we're on the, the, the late aughts here where you started up your game. And I got to always enunciate because it sounds like something else. Yeah. Game music for all. Um, you're still doing that? Uh, yeah. It's kind of on the back burner right now mm-hmm. as I focus on my own music. Yeah. But I really hope to bring that back probably. Well, hopefully in December, but definitely sometime. Talk to us next about year. the inception of that. Um, well, it was another man making ourselves real old on this podcast, uh, MySpace. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, that was like the place to find music back yeah, in the day. It was. And um, there was like, because I had already listened to like some video game remixes, you know, we had LimeWire back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, look at this tent- Tetris, uh, this Tetris techno remix. And like, so like the idea was already in my head, but like once MySpace happened, then I discovered there was like actual live bands, like performing video game music. Mm -hmm. And, but like, they were all like, you know, like a hundred followers on MySpace or whatever, like. Not a lot. Yeah, like not a lot. And if they were like, they were all like, because this is like, oh, the internet, the world of the internet is opening up to us. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a band in like Michigan, there's a band in Florida, there's a band in New York, but like no one had. Like no one knew other people were doing this they're stuff. So everyone, spread out. Yeah. everyone was in their own zone, just thinking they're the only dork uh, <laughs> that wants to do live Mega Man music. Right. And but then, like once MySpace happened, you know, you start finding other people and connecting. And I just wanted to run with that idea, so I started the Game Music for All website to kind of just like doing interviews or announcing when people are doing shows or new albums, album reviews, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So like you're just your basic indie music blog, but with like a f- focus on people inspired by video games. Yeah, yes. you know, and and that that leads me to try to even found a uh, another similar group called Gay Music for All. <laughs> I think that already exists. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's just called the radio. <laughs> Oh, what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, just kidding. Um, no, that's that's dope, dude. Because I, I went to a couple of uh, the uh, the events that you threw, and it was at this location. I don't think it's there anymore. They shut it down, right? Yeah, it, it, it looked like the... a carnival. Or like oh, a... I remember going to that. You went to one of those. Yeah, yeah. R-I-P-C-I-A, the, the Center for Abnormal Arts. Yeah. <gasps> that's why it's so creepy. Yeah. And it was uh, very, like... Uh, I want to call it like circusy, like circus esque. Yeah, it was like yeah, it had that circus like a sideshow vibe. Sideshow vibe. There you go. Yeah, and it was cool. Like I, I like the uh, the aesthetics of the whole thing. Uh, I wish they sold alcohol. I remember them not selling alcohol. Did did they sell alcohol? Yeah, they had a bar in. There. Or was I just not twenty one yet? I'm not sure because I know we had like a eighteen and over shows. Okay. So maybe. <laughs> okay. I can't I can't attest to your drinking. <laughs> <sighs> All right. 
Uh, I, I remember being drunk. I just don't remember drinking there. <laughs> anyway, that's beside the point. But um, I think the the most the most recent one, which is not very recent, but the most recent time that I went there was when there was a um, there was a Guitar Hero tournament taking place there. That oh, I, yeah. that you know you had a couple of friends that were hosting that part of it, and they were just annihilating everybody. Like it wasn't even fair. <laughs> And I, I got I got taken out in the first round. It was very embarrassing. Oh yeah, those were the if you were a gamer, those uh, what late two thousands, yeah, like mid to late two thousands. You were uh, playing a ton of rhythm games like Guitar Hero had just come out. Yeah, uh, people were still playing uh, what is it, Beat Mania and Guitar Freaks in the arcade, and mm-hmm. oh, and of course Dance Dance Revolution was still like oh, a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you guys ever play that in the arcade? Uh, a DVR. few times. Yeah. But I wasn't like, by the time, like I tried it in the arcade, like the, even the easiest songs were already difficult. <laughs> yeah. I recently went to round one in city of industry next, uh, next to the Pony Hills mall. And I went with, uh, Lorimar, one of my coworkers and she holds on to the bar while she's playing DDR. Like her feet are <laughs> flying. I was like, damn girl you got some moves like i would have never expected this tiny little thing to be able to reach all the way across and then just like tippy tap her way through the song it's insane like people will like actually bring their giant uh gallon of water they'll bring a towel and they'll just be there for hours playing ddr and that's their exercise for there the was day. an entire king of the hill episode about this I don't remember that. Oh, oh the Japan episode? Yeah, when they go to Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Dansu. <laughs> yeah, they communicate through dance. Through dance. Yeah, through, through DDR. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, people are still into it. Yeah, it's pretty dope. Um, and then uh, and then just, and then after that, I, after a few years later, maybe what, 15 to 20 years later, <laughs> um, I see that you're DJing as uh, DJ Gino Boost, right? Yeah. We, uh, that came up recently when we were interviewing uh, Groovy Kaiju. That's right. Yeah, he yeah. gave you a shout out. Oh, yeah, yeah he's you, dope. You've worked yeah, with yeah. him? Um, I've covered some of his music before. Oh, okay. Yeah, I love a lot of his music, and I know he's out there doing the, what is it, like the, the gr- those groovy nights that mm-hmm. he does. The Crystal Nostalgia. Yeah, Crystal Nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah, we had him on a show uh, a couple months ago, right? <laughs> One of the more recent ones the, yeah. that we've had on guests i think it was the most recent guest that we've had on before (laughs) like in july or june or something like that it's not saying much but yeah (laughs) the 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 previous guest just go back uh yeah you came up there um and he gave you props on on your stuff but um now uh has it only been like a year or so that you've been doing uh, the mode seven thing um, I did a few shows last year, but I have to admit at this point that I wasn't taking them seriously enough. I didn't know like what it takes to perform yet. Yeah. So I don't really want to count those ones, but I did do some shows last year, but I started taking it real seriously at the beginning of this year. Started like trying to go to as many open mics as I could and stuff mm-hmm. and trying to like build up my performance. Yeah. But I guess I've been writing music for almost, almost two years now. Okay. Nice. Nice. That being said, uh, you sent in a couple of, uh, you sent in three tracks. Uh, is there one that you would like me to play right now in particular? First? Which, um, 
Yeah, I think the best one to describe my music is probably Pipeland. Pipeland? I sent that one your way. Sure, you want to play it? Yeah, go for All it. Right, right on, here we go. And you produce Hi. these by yourself? Uh, yeah, I take some samples from video games and I pr uh, produce the beats myself. Uh -huh. So like any of my newest stuff, like my newest mixtapes are all my uh, beats as well. Mm -hmm. But a lot of my earlier stuff, some of my singles have come from beats from friends and uh, things I found on the internet. Okay, nice, nice. Um, I remember going back to the those shows that, that you would put together... Um, where there was these like DJs in these rock bands that would also have like a modified Nintendo, like an old NES, and they would hook it up to like their their system, and they somehow got like eight like eight bit kind of sounds out of that. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, there were a lot of great bands. There's still some around. Anamanaguchi, mm -hmm. uh, they've part of the Scott Pilgrim 
soundtrack, or it's like going to be a cartoon now, I think. Okay. They're still around, and they use an NES as a rock band. That's like one of their instruments. <coughs> Sorry. Nice. Um, so, yeah, like that's called chiptune music when people use like the old consoles or old computers and use the sound chips inside of them yeah. to u- produce like those kind of like very recognizable sounds. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, I would have never thought of doing something like that. The fact that, you know, they can is pretty dope. Um, so let's see here. I, I did have some questions for you. Uh, that, that, uh, that one sucks. Mm. And then you shine like the bright light in my eyes. <laughs> I got some questions. <laughs> well, uh, are there any particular video games or franchises that significantly shape the musical style of mode seven? Um, yeah, definitely. The Super Nintendo, that's what I grew up back in, back in my youth. Mm-hmm. Like, that was probably the most influential on me. So it's a little newer than, like, the chiptune sound, because it used a lot of more MIDI sounds, more sample libraries. But because of, like, the, the sound chip couldn't really produce, like, the vibrant sounds that you would want yeah. from, like, a sample. Mm-hmm. So it had to be, like, downscaled, and it gave it, like, a little a more... Uh, distinct sound for the Super Nintendo music, yeah. even though like each game has their own sample library that they make the soundtrack from. Mm-hmm. Um, like because of like the processing of the Super Nintendo, like it made it very distinct in those sounds. Okay, okay. Well, what about like um, the uh, the landscape of the music now? Like, how has it evolved over the, over the years in your perspective? Oh, it's been fascinating. Oh, I'll go back to your last question. Definitely music from Super Mario, of course, mm-hmm. Legend of Zelda, Final Fantasy, like all of those big classics with like these great composers who like really set the standard for like all the video game music that we have these days. But yeah, it's been up to like a high standard since then. Like a lot of the people who make the music are like professional musicians, people Mm -hmm. who studied music. So like the standard has always been like very high for video game music. So if you just like really uh, like well-produced, well-done music, like it's a very good place to be. Mm -hmm. Um, But beyond that, what I really like lately is that... um, what is it? Independent video games have gotten a lot of traction. So, like, there's a lot of independent studios who, just like independent movies or anything else, like, they're a lot more free to experiment. Yeah. And that uh, shows a lot in their soundtracks because a lot of these AAA games, they, they'll hire, like, a, a, like a composer. But, mm-hmm. of course, now he's got to hire musicians. He's got to hire, like, sound producers. He's got to do a ton of things. He's not just the composer anymore. He's, like the manager of all the music that's yeah. going to be in the game. So what's neat about indie games is they're much smaller in scope. So they don't need these huge bombastic, like fully orchestrated soundtracks. Mm-hmm. They could go to one person or a small group and get really experimental with their music. So there's a lot of like indie games, like search Tankian just did the music for like an indie game. Oh, wow. Um, of course, if anyone loves system of a down and, like, there's a lot of, like, not just that, like, they've been able to wrangle, like, in, like, other musicians from other aspects of uh, the musician world, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, Search Tankian, like, professional bands and stuff like that to, like, create the soundtracks just like they have, like, in movies for a long time. Um, but also, they're able to find, like, smaller people, like, 
a musician like because say if an indie game is being made with 20 people whoever's in charge oh i just like this artist let's see if he wants to make music for my game yeah so you can get things that are much more out of the box so like you'll get musicians who've never really worked in depth with video game music so they're not going in with all these preconceived notions like this is what the theme of a castle sounds like, or mm. this is what a battle theme sounds like. So there's so much more experimentation because of the amount of games coming out these days. Wow. Okay. And these indie games, I mean, they're obviously not released in, in, a, in a grand scale. How do you go about finding these games? Uh, that's the difficult part. Like, of course, with like the growth of things, like uh-huh. we could say this with our music, like it's great that everyone has this chance like these resources Mm -hmm. to get to make their music or to get to make their art. But then now everyone gets to make their music (laughs) and art. And now the issue is how do you stand out above everyone else? Right. And yeah, it's the same issue with indie games. So sometimes there's a breakout hit and everyone, then everyone will hear the music and they'll be like big fans of everything about that game. But there are a lot of, many smaller games, especially mobile games, because if you're like a hardcore gamer, like mobile games is casual, but they still have soundtracks. Yeah. And sometimes they're really, really good soundtracks. Mm -hmm. So like, unfortunately, I haven't had time to like check out tons of indie games because, you know, as adults, we don't have time to play every game that we want to play, unfortunately. But we have like, but luckily there are some, like some people reach out to me through my website um, to send me like, hey, I just wrote this game soundtrack. Or like there's just resources like Bandcamp is actually really great. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of indie game companies or the musicians themselves will uh, sell their soundtracks on Bandcamp. Okay. So that's like probably the best place if you're looking for like uh, more underground, I guess, video yeah. game music. And so when, you know, excuse my ignorance on this, but like when they release these indie games, is there a specific, like, do they release them where you can play them on like a PlayStation or are, are they more like PC, mobile? How does that work? Yeah, that's the thing. These days, um, most of them, as long as like, you know, it's a pretty legit game, like nothing too crazy, mm-hmm. like you know, rated R wise kind of stuff. Sure. Like they usually get to release on all platforms. You could usually almost find, always find any games on the PC. Mm-hmm. So if you have Steam, you you can probably find pretty much everything there. Okay. Uh, but a lot of indie stuff does come to the Switch and the PlayStation and the Xbox now. Mm-hmm. Not everything, but like a good chunk. But of course, there's still that issue of like trying to find it. One good thing, uh, Xbox Game Pass. <clears throat> it's like 15 bucks a month. Uh-huh. And... there's not a lot of big time games, but if you love indie games, they have a lot of like nice little independent games that probably take like five to 10 hours to beat. And it's like perfect, like for like the adult gamer lifestyle, I think. Yeah. Like those smaller scale games, but they still have like interesting concepts from indie developers. So Mm -hmm. that you can kind of work out in like five to 10 hours. Yeah. Yeah, like if you had a free weekend, then one and done. Yeah, it's like the same level as binging a show on your day off or something, you know? Like it's not like the kind of time investment is like the huge games we used to play when we were younger. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's games like right now that like these open world games that would just take forever to get through. And, uh, you know, indie games probably wouldn't focus on something like that, right? 
No, they usually have smaller ideas in scope. And yeah, I know what you mean. Like I played uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yeah. I played it for maybe 50 hours. And you're not I even didn't, close. <laughs> I didn't get anything done. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I think like 20 something hours in, I found the first village. Okay. <laughs> because, well, my issue with like those big open world games is I've been taught by like really constrictive games to not listen <laughs> to the rules of the game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like you, like you audit, like, you know, if a game tells you to go to the right, Fuck you try you. to I'm go not left, doing that. you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, let's see what else I can do before I have to do what I'm told. Yeah. And you know- I, I, I'm 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 not a big video game player. I do enjoy watching people play video games. So you know, sometimes I'll get lost in a in a YouTube video of somebody doing gameplay, uh, which uh, you know I was introduced to that method of appreciating uh, uh, video games by watching Steph play video games. Yeah. One of the more memorable ones was what, uh, her playing the the first Arkham game, which is. <laughs> more or less an open world type of game within, you know, Gotham, I guess, if you want to put it that way. But, you know, uh, when you finally beat the game, you're just like, I'm like, why does it only say that you've, you, you've completed 50% of the game? It's one There's of those games. There's still more to it? It's, what are you talking about? Games. But like when I play a game, it's one of those things where I have to look in every corner. Like I can't just continue on with the mission, right? Like similar to like you, how you're saying like, oh, the game wants me to go this way, but I'm going to go this way because like. I see a shiny thing over there. Yeah, don't you think the game's like hiding something from me, right? Exactly. (laughs) But apparently I didn't complete all the side missions. Like all the Riddler riddles and everything that was going on throughout. Right, you didn't get the trophies or whatever. It's so frustrating. Oh, yeah, I played a game back in the day or a couple... It was called Super Liminal. And like, I thought I was good at the game. I found like some couple secrets. And then when I got to the end, you found a three of 16 secrets. What? What the hell? (laughs) Yeah, crazy. And, and I did the same, like, I play the same as you. Like, I was looking in every corner, yeah. looking everywhere. It's like, I missed everything still. Wow. Jeez. Yeah, they don't make it easy. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, we've got two more tracks of yours. What's the next one you want me to play? Oh, uh, which other ones? Oh, I've got a love song. Okay. I think I, uh, Only Together. Okay. That one's not as uh, recognizable. The last one was a beat from Super Mario Brothers 3. Mm-hmm. If anyone ever made it to World 7 in that game, that's where I got that uh, sample from. But this one is from a rare game called Pocky and Rocky 2. Anyone that's like a video game collector, um, that's like one of the most prized games to collect. It's very rare, like low print run, uh, not like no name recognition back in the day. So like very rare. If anyone had that game as a kid, I hope they held on to it. <laughs> Is it worth something now? Yeah, yeah, it's worth quite a bit. Yeah. So, yeah, it's probably one of like the upper in price, one of the upper Super Nintendo games. What is it called? Uh, Pocky and Rocky 2. It's a like a shoot 'em up game, kind of like if you've ever played Gradius or like old school games like Space Invaders or Galaga. It's kind of like that. You're just moving up the screen while shooting anything that comes down. Okay. But it has like a unique twist in that it's kind of like based on like Japanese mythology. It's about like a, a Japanese priestess girl and her pet Tanuki. Oh, it's a bear. Or what is this? Like, like a like a squirrel? Raccoon? Yeah, it's a Tanuki, like a mythical uh, Japanese uh, animal. Oh, Tanuki. 
It's kind of similar to like a raccoon, I guess. Oh, my spirit animal. <laughs> well, we got to find this game so I can play it. Well, let's, yeah, it's uh, co-op, so you guys can play together. Tight. There you go. Pocky and Rocky 2. Well, let's play Only Together by Mode 7. Can we make it through? Topple any enemy as long as I got you. Only together can we make it through. Topple any enemy as long as I got you. Girl, I know you got some doubts, but I think I found a way out. Think I mapped out, dug out this route. This maze we go through. This haze we add smoke to. You've outgrew, but these lines still reach your heart when we go through these tough times. The highs and then the declines. We've made it through another level. Put another verse on another instrumental. Some tough foes we gotta fight through. But I always knew it would be you that I choose. Please excuse the time it took to come around. Needed some time to take a look around. Needed to gain some more XP. Make sure my energy tank never empty. Only together can we make it through. Topple any enemy as long as I got you. Only together can we make it through. Topple any enemy as long as I got you. Going co-op, letting shots off, land clean Always handle your side of the screen Understand what I'm doing Thoughts brewing, actions ensuing Another mixtape for reviewing and purchase Took a chance on something worthless Saw some gold beneath the surface Get hot, take shape, just put me in the furnace Ain't perfect, but I found purpose in these lines Paint paper with these rhymes Seeing all my designs Late start, but catching up to get mine Get hyped, every time you see me trying No line, always keep it real 100 Confronted by real life, feeling hunted By time, but my life realigned Now that I've got you in mind Only together can we make it through Topple any enemy as long as I got you can we make it through? Topple any enemy as long as I got you. Weather the storm, gotta run a tight ship. Get lit, but always keep a tight lip. Never slip, never waver, always smooth, never trip. Hold on tight, don't lose that grip. Because it's us against the whole world. Look at us, who wouldn't want to steal my girl? We got trust. We got bonds, our love we're keeping strong Never back down, teamwork wins every round Make new sounds, dream works now that you're around Once you hit start and enter the game Life's been insane, but in the best way My brain's filled up with all these thoughts Gotta say them out loud, not trying to put you on the spot But I gotta be honest, gotta lay out the plot Hit the credits with you is all I've ever saw Only together can we make it through Topple any enemy as long as I got you. Only together can we make it through. Topple any enemy as long as I got you. Tight. Damn. Thank you. I like that one. 
That was nice. Thank you. It was very nice. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so, like, how do you go about choosing what video game you're going to put lyrics to and how much do the lyrics that you create, how much are those influenced by the music that you chose? Oh, it's definitely influenced by the music I choose. Like, well, first about I go to like I look for a lot of samples first. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll look through like music I own, and I'll look through like video game soundtracks. Luckily, there's a lot of people that came before me that have like ripped apart video game soundtracks, so you could find like the stems oh, of nice. certain like of certain like music and stuff Mm -hmm. so there's like a lot of programs that'll do that for you already and thanks to technology like you could sample video game stuff pretty easily now Mm -hmm. so from there i'll uh you know take the samples add some drums to it and then once i've had like maybe a dozen or so beats i kind of just shift through them and like kind of feel the vibe yeah of it so like it'll be very influenced by both what the game is about and also like the style of the track like when i heard the uh song we just played pocky rocky 2 mm-hmm. like i really loved the sample which is that kind of flute yeah. melody yeah and once i added the drums i really liked like the how is it like the bounciness of it mm-hmm. but it was still kind of slow it, fe- it definitely felt like a love song before yeah. i started writing yeah, it, it. Did. Mm-hmm. cool and then you just wrote on that mm-hmm. yeah I mean, do you have any like when you write these things, is there innuendos to like the happenings of these video games too? Oh yeah, to like, tie it in a lot. Like depending on how well I actually know the game, mm-hmm. because Pocky and Rocky Two, uh, it's a pretty straightforward game since it's like a shoot 'em up. Yeah. Um, but like something like Super Mario, like I played earlier, pretty much every line in there references Super Mario. Like not a, it's yeah, like uh, indirectly. Yeah. But yeah. But I reference Mario, but it's also like I I like to write my tracks for people that don't know the game. So they're all things you could like listen to and enjoy. Uh Like you don't have to get the references because it'll still make sense. Right. But if you do like really love the game, you'll get like that little bit extra out of the song. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. And then um, I, I, ever since I've known you, I've known that you've been a huge Mega Man fan, right? Oh, yeah. Is that still the case? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like, the Mega Man series isn't as, like, big as it was back in our youth, mm-hmm. but I definitely still think about it a lot. Yeah, yeah. And and this last one that you brought in was, uh, it says here that it's derived out of Mega Man 7. Oh, yeah. That soundtrack. So this this next track, Deja Vu, anything you want to say about it? Um, well, it's from Mega Man 7 because, of course, I go by Mode 7. Mm-hmm. And my latest mixtape is called 777, kind of like a slot machine. And so everything on this mixtape has to do with, like, has something to do with the number 7. Okay. So, of course, I had to make sure I had a Mega Man 7 track on this mixtape. <laughs> Sweet. All right, well, let's, let's hear it. Don't act 
I took down a few guys bigger than me. Brute build a few lies of controversy. Foes trying to catch my eye, let's see. Name ain't Rush, can't rob with me. Work my way through your mob with ease. With these powers, gonna do what I please. Had it again like it's deja vu. Already know what I'm about to do. Will not back down with top breakthrough. Do you wanna play again? Add it again like it's deja vu. Already know what I'm about to do. Will not back down with top breakthrough. Do you wanna play again? Some say I'm outdated. They want something new. You're just coasting, they say. Then you wonder why I'm blue. I'm gonna show you I got some tricks up my sleeve. Still got some powers you wouldn't believe. Still got some bad guys coming for me. So routine now, actually I kind of agree. Been at it for so long and nothing's changed. So many powers but no one to blame. Half robot is the only reason I'm half sane. Travel across the map and back. Saved hearts and minds from the attack. But my hometown still where I'm at. Save the world and y'all don't cut me no slack. Had it again like it's deja vu. Already know what I'm about to do. Will not back down with top breakthrough. Do you wanna play again? Add it again like it's deja vu. Already know what I'm about to do. Will not back down with top breakthrough. Do you wanna play again? Step right up to another stage. Every time I see a blank page, gotta ride my way out this cage. Mind slowly twisting into another rage. Gotta start from the bottom again. Never feels like I've got the right weapon. Hardest route is every route I step in. Every step to prevent Armageddon. How many moves can I make? How many trials must I undertake? How many orders can I execute? How many times must I hit Roku? Then start back from the beginning. Let evil build back, there's no winning. But that won't stop me, I'm still grinning. I'll never drown, I keep swimming. Had it again like it's deja vu. Already know what I'm about to do. Will not back down with top breakthrough. Do you wanna play again? Add it again like it's deja vu. Already know what I'm about to do. Will not back down with top breakthrough. Do you wanna play again? That's a bop. Thank you. That's a good one. Hell Isn't yeah. It? That one was catchy as hell. Yeah. I like it. That, that's a good choice, that Mega Man 7 soundtrack for this one. Um, like. Have you ever considered T-painting any of your songs? <laughs> <laughs> that was a serious question. I'll have to take it into serious consideration. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, a lot of rappers do that nowadays, you know. I'm limited, like, <laughs> well, because I'd love to do a lot of crazy production stuff, uh-huh. but I'm building up to that. Okay. Like, I'm just learning the whole production and engineering side of music. Yeah. Um, yeah. My skill is writing the words. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's rather elementary from a production perspective. Hmm, for now. Yeah. But yeah. slowly getting a little more complex yeah. with each track I make. I mean, YouTube is a beautiful thing. You learn so many things. Depending. Oh, what absolutely. Do you, what do you use? What software do you use? What DAW, as we like to call it? Oh, yeah. So there's one called Serato Studio. Okay. It's like a... Sorry. Too much LaCroix. <laughs> All the bubbles. Um, <laughs> um, so, oh yeah, so Serato Studio, uh, it's made by the people who make Serato DJ. Uh-huh. So it's like a DAW that has like a very hip hop bent to it. It's not super complex, so it's really good for beginners like me mm-hmm. um, because it'll let you sample things. It'll let you do like 
a few like fairly complex things, things I as like a new musician don't quite understand yet. Yeah. But um, it does keep it simple for the most part. It lets you like you know record your vocals. It lets you make uh, drum loops. It lets you. It has like a lot of uh, music uh, sample. Like it has a good sample library to start with, mm-hmm. and um, and it's really good for hip hop. Like for things like BPM, like staying on tempo, like yeah. the th- like the s- things you need for making hip hop. Like it's really good at that. So it's been like really useful to me. Yeah. Cool. Cool. I mean, I've, I'm still. I learn everything almost every day. I follow these producers that like to post things that. Uh, teach you something new or like a little nuance depending on the DAW that you're using. I have been using Logic for the last couple of years and um, I, I would never think that, you know, I would have the knowledge that I have now back then because of all the little things that I've learned. Like I, when I follow these people on, on Instagram, they'll post something like every day and it's just like, and then I'll go into my computer and then try to test it out. I was like, it's pretty sick. <laughs> so uh, that's cool, man. That's cool. I keep going. Um, I'm sure a year from now, you're going to be a different person from a production perspective. Uh, it's already good as it is. You just got to, you know, beef it up, put, put some earrings on it, you know, <laughs> uh, that's what I like to call it, but it's, it's cool, man. Uh, big ups to you. Congrats on everything you've done. What's the, what's coming up? Any like live events or anything like that, that we can talk about? Oh yeah. I don't know how soon the show's coming out, but this Saturday, November 18th, mm-hmm. I'll be opening up, uh, the live bands at the Ontario Art Walk. Oh, sick. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. No, this comes out Monday, the uh, 13th. Oh, nice. So, uh, you got some time there. Yeah, so if anyone is in the Ontario, California area, I can't even say Ontario CA. I know! (laughs) Funny story. I used to work at the Ontario airport renting cars, and there was this lady who came in. (gasps) I remember this. Uh, I remember I told you about this. I was like, Steph, there's this lady who flew in thinking that she was in Ontario, Canada. (laughs) Coming from like Austin, Texas or something like that. And you know, when you look at it geographically, I think the distance between like her part of Texas and Ontario, California was equivalent to her flying north. So I, you know, if it's not like she could say, hey, this was a short flight to be in Ontario, (laughs) Canada, like no. And uh, she gets there and uh, I don't know why she didn't notice all the California license plates (laughs) or like nobody had said a and, you know, in the brief time that she had uh, stepped off the airplane. Well, did she show up in summer or winter? Because <laughs> if she showed, like, if it's supposed to be winter in Ontario, Canada, and, yeah, and she's it, in sunny Southern California. <laughs> I, I don't know what, like, I don't know what, like, was the tell for her. Maybe the fact that... Um, There's sure a lot of Mexicans in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't know, like... Um, you know, I, like she learned Inuit to talk to the Eskimos and she's trying to talk to Mexicans and, <laughs> and everybody's like, gay. <laughs> I don't know, but it was, to me, it was hilarious. To everybody else, they were very concerned for her mishap. I just thought it was one of the funniest things I had ever heard. Uh, but yeah, you're right. You know, even if you say, you know, Ontario CA, people are still like, so are you from Canada or, or what? 
Yeah, and I actually looked into like the history of why it's named Ontario, California. Uh, it's named after Ontario, Canada. For fuck's sake! <laughs> what do you mean? Like, some people from some people from Ontario, Canada moved down here. They liked it. They're like, you know what? Let's name it after our homeland. What the? <laughs> they didn't even bother putting like new in front of it. New Ontario. Not even. Uh, well, <laughs> God damn it, Canada! One more reason to be pissed off at you. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, so, so you're doing November that. 18th, uh, Ontario Art Walk, so in downtown Ontario, and it's free, like vendors there, businesses, artists, all kinds of fun stuff from mm-hmm. 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. That sounds fun. I'll take an edible and, and go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right Enjoy on. Enjoy yourself. Oh, yeah. What time? Uh, kicks off at 6 p.m., and I'll be kicking off the music at the same time, so mm-hmm. don't be late if you're going to come out. Okay. Right on. And I'll be playing with uh, some amazing other local bands, uh, Unifier, uh, Pork Boy, uh, Impossible Stars, and Mark Vasquez. Okay. It's going to be an awesome night of music. Sick, sick. Well, man, it, it, was, uh, it was a slice of heaven having you on the, on the show here. Is there anything else that we should know? Any, any like new tracks? You said you're, you're debuting the 777 album, or is that already out? Oh, yeah, that one's up. So my latest mixtape, 777, is up on wherever you listen to music, Spotify, YouTube, even SoundCloud. And also, I've, got, uh, I've gotten into freestyling lately, so I've been putting some of my favorite freestyles up on SoundCloud, because mm-hmm. uh, sometimes if anyone likes to watch streamers on Twitch or YouTube, I'll hop on sometimes and do a quick performance and do some freestyles up on there for anyone that enjoys that. And, oh, and I guess I could tip this off now. The next thing I got coming up down the pipeline is some Banjo-Kazooie. Oh. music Ooh. oh they had a good soundtrack oh absolutely yeah the whole the whole video game is uh, very very enjoyable um where can people find you throughout like some social links and uh your websites for everything that you got going on oh yeah so you can find my music just search anywhere apple spotify wherever mode seven m-o-d-e and the number seven you can follow me on social media at Mode7Rap, M-O-D-E-7-R-A-P. And my official site over at GameMusicForAll.com. The number mode four, seven. right? Yes. Yeah, say that again. GameMusicForAll, that's the number four. And then dot .com slash Mode7. Nice. Very cool, man. Well, uh, thanks for coming by. Uh, wait, can I interest you in a joint after the podcast? You can, and I hope you do. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm all out. No, just kidding. Yeah, we'll have uh, we'll have one. All right, right on, man. Thank you, dude. Yeah, been a great time. Right, yeah, dude. It was this was fun. This was fun. This was one of the good ones, as I like to call. Very Uh, nice. It's been a while too, because I've I've mentioned you on the podcast since the podcast started, uh, because we wanted to have like uh, we we were we were like at the beginning we were trying out all kinds of things, different segments. At one point, we had a video game segment, and then I thought of you. You were busy with your podcast at the time, the Bystanders Podcast, which I've been on a couple times. I think back way back when. Oh yeah, um, with Frank, we had Frank on <laughs> the podcast, but we couldn't get you. You were busy or something. I don't know. But finally, after all this time, at long last. We got you on the Foo Bar Show, man. And thanks for doing it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, 
Thank you all so very much for listening into the Foo Bar Show, and a special thanks to you, Foos, who subscribe, rate, review, and share the pod with your fellow Foos. Remember to follow, like, and comment on our Instagram at Foo Bar Show. That's F double O Bar Show, and go to foobarshow.com as well. That'll just take you straight to the podcast now. No, no real dot com landing page anymore. But anyway, we'll fill it up like a couple of Foos. Josie. And I'm Steph. And signing off for Mr. Anthony Rubelich, Mode 7, DJ Gina Boost. Don't be a dick! Fuck, man. Thank you, guys. That was Get Low by Lil John and the East Side Boys in the key of C sharp major. This song also features the Yin Yang Twins, who coined the ever-popular Ho-Wa-Ta. Okay. In this classic early 2000s masterpiece, the writers tell a hauntingly memorable tale of a night spent out at a club, as the early rap artists may have called it. In this piece, the boys paint a vivid picture of a plethora of women dancing suggestively about the tavern. Their dancing spans from the window of the club all the way to the opposing walls. The implication of the booty shaking is that fornication is to follow, allowing the men to ejaculate or skeet as they repeatedly chant. Y'all skeet skeet. Mother Y'all skeet skeet. Goddamn. Magnificent and elegantly crafted pros. That's all for this segment. We encourage you to get home safely and grind on someone you love. This is NPR.